Hello there, everybody. Welcome again to the Road Less Travel podcast. This is your host, Data Pioneer. And today we're in podcast number three in the series, looking at a literature review of cryptography and how it relates to network security and principles. Uh, in today's podcast, I'm going to be concentrating um, on the scholarly literature that uh, currently exists in that area. Uh, so let's get into it. All right, so there's there's much skepticism uh, surrounding cryptography. Um, one scholar by the name of Fagan et al. Um, in 2008 indicates that there's a progress being made in this area uh, to remove this skepticism. The National Institute of Standards and Technology, or NIST, uh, has joined forces with uh, another organization called the National Security Agency, NSA, and together they've formed the Common Criteria process known as Common Criteria for Information Technology Security Evaluation uh, in 2005. And the aim of this was to increase the confidence uh, in cryptographic and information-related security products. Now, additionally, the Department of Defense, or DOD, enacted the policy directives requiring um, information assurance, or IA, professionals to receive information security training in addition to basic IA training for all of its DOD employees. Uh, Fagan et al. goes on to say that further notes that uh, security today requires some level of skepticism and critical thinking to be involved. Another scholar by uh, the name of uh, Bargov Spetzal et al., uh, in 2007, contends that there's a recent paradigm in identity management called user-centricity identity management. The study conducted by Bagov Spetzal et al. differentiated between two predominant notions, and these were relationship-focused and credential-focused identity management. In the former approach, the relationship focused approach, a user only maintains relationships with identity providers or IDPs. And thus, every transaction providing identity information is conveyed to the appropriate IDP. In the latter approach, the user must obtain long-term credentials and store these in a local provider database. Bargov Spetzel at all indicates that the most predominant identity management model on the internet today is referred to as silo model, where users handle their own data and provide it to organizations separately. Uh, one solution to this dilemma offered by Bargov Spansal et al. is the centralized federation model. Uh, an example of this is Microsoft's Passport which removes the inconsistencies and the redundancies of the silo model and provides uh, web users a seamless experience. Uh, Bargov Spensal et al. offers a taxonomy for unifying the relationship-focused and credential-focused identity management and investigated the idea of a universal user-centric system, which incorporates the current approaches. The open research uh, question offered by uh, Bargov Spansal et al. in their study is the search of a credentials, 
uh, based user centric system that crosses the boundaries of user centricity, however. The study also supports their approach in unifying the notions of user centricity that could be useful in the field of user centric federated identity management, or FIMS. The study conducted by Boley et al. in 2007 examined popular proof models for group key establishment and tools necessary for analyzing group key established establishment protocols in the presence of malicious participants. The framework identified uh, by Boley et al. indicates that a, pro- a protocol proposed by Katz and Jung in 2003 offer guarantees of security against a single malicious participant whereas a protocol that was offered by Kim, Lee, and Lee in 2004 fails to do so. Furthermore, Boley et al. showed that established group key establishment schemes from Crypto 2003 and Asia Crypt 2004 uh, do not fully meet these requirements and proved a variant of the Asia Crypt 2004 group key establishment scheme based on the computational Diffie-Hellman, or CDH, assumption, and the random oracle model, is secure in the strictest sense. Now, in the area of wireless security, Taforji uh, and Falahadi 2007 proposed a means of improving security of the Code Division Multiple Access, or CDMA, one of the most widely used uh, wireless air link interfaces in 3G wireless communication. They did this by applying an encryption algorithm over the spreading codes. In the Tafarology et al. study, the cross-relationship between outputs of encryption algorithm uh, causing multi-user interference was studied thoroughly, since multi-user detection is the inherent characteristic of CDMA. A combination of encrypted and unencrypted M sequence is used as the spreading code to mitigate system performance. Thus, Terforology et al. proposed a new method named, quote, hidden direct sequence, unquote, to enhance the security of CDMA systems through the application of the cryptographic algorithm in the channelization code. This secure spectrum spreading method prevents uh, eavesdroppers from hearing an intercepted message and further prevents them from attempting to decipher the communication using the most powerful means. Now then, a study conducted by Pistoia, Chandra, Fink, and Yahav in 2007, three areas of security vulnerability in software systems were analyzed. These were access control, information flow, and application programming interface conformance. Static analysis techniques were used to analyze two major areas of access-wide control, static-based and role-based access control. Let's look at the first. Static access techniques were also used to address Uh, integrity violations, and confidentiality violations, which compromise information flow. The study also discussed how static analysis could be used to verify the correct usage of security libraries and interfaces for component-based systems. 
In the area of uh, chosen suffratext attacks, or CCA, Bonet, Canetti, and Halevy, and Katz, 2006, proposed a CCA secure public key encryption scheme uh, based on identity-based encryption, or IBE. These schemes provide a a new paradigm uh, for achieving CCA security, which avoids proofs of well-formedness that was the basis for previous constructions. Furthermore, by um, instantiating their constructions using the known IBE constructions, Bonet et al. was able to obtain CCA-secure public key encryption schemes whose performance was competitive with other CCA-secure schemes already in existence. Research conducted by Callis in 2007 uh, covered such topics as the social expectations of cryptography, the myth of non-repudiation, or the paradox of stronger keys, uh, cryptography and reliability, rights management, privacy-enhancing techniques and technologies, new cryptographic ciphers, and legal changes regarding cryptography. The future of cryptography is dependent on the way that society uses it. Uh, This relies on current laws, customs, regulations, and what we as a society expect cryptography to do. Callus indicates that there are gaps in the research that are left to the future researchers to address. He also points out that the concept of digital signatures used for signing documents and email uh, offer the property of non-repudiation, that the signer can't say they didn't sign the document is a myth, and they present examples to further explain this. The research goes on to explain that a stronger cryptographic key system does not necessarily make the system more secure since stronger cryptography is a chaotic system, might actually promote the chaotic system, thus the paradox of stronger keys. Callus differentiates between secure cryptography and reliability in safety systems by noting that security systems protect against the intelligent attackers while reliability systems protect against the unintelligent attackers. Ensuring the wrong people don't have the cryptographic keys, will ensure a cryptographic secure uh, system while making certain the right people have the keys will ensure a reliable cryptographic system. Callus goes on to point out that the future of cryptography is, uh, is dependent upon a strong key management system that will ensure that the right people have the keys and that the wrong people don't gain access to these keys. Furthermore, Callus shows that there is another myth that there needs to be trade-offs between security and privacy in the use of cryptography. Uh, They go on to demonstrate that a crypto system system can be private while being secure. New ciphers such as elliptic curve, bilinear, and quantum cryptography are introduced into the study. And finally, uh, Callus points out that the way people think about data and communications, privacy, and security uh, is a reflection of changes in the law that have come about by events like the terrorist attacks of September uh, 2001, and ubiquitous cryptography has played a major role in that shift. And as a result, cryptography will play a critical role in protecting information now and in the future. 
Walter's 2007 proposes a draft IS security uh, curriculum that should be incorporated into the core body of knowledge of the business curriculum and proposes that additional practical guidance to accounting information systems or AIS educators uh, would like to incorporate IS security into their existing curriculum needs to be undertaken. Zanin, De Pietro, and Mancini, 2007, in their study, present a new distributed signature protocol, uh, which is based on the RSA cryptographic algorithm and which is suitable for uh, large-scale ad hoc networks. Uh, this signature protocol is shown to be distributive, adaptive, and robust while remaining subject to the tight security and architectural constraints. The study reveals that the, the robustness of this protocol scheme can be enhanced by involving only a fraction of the nodes on the network. Zenon et al. demonstrated that their protocol scheme is correct uh, because it allows a chosen number of nodes to produce a valid cryptographic signature. It is secure because an attacker who compromises fewer than a given number of nodes is unable to disrupt the, ser the service or produce a bogus signature and it is efficient because of the low overhead in comparison to the number of features provided. Now, not only is security important in wired networks, but it's more important or just as important a factor in any network, including wireless networks. Another researcher by the name of Floyd in 2006 devised a cryptographic solution uh, to securing mobile ad hoc networks that are especially vulnerable to malicious attacks uh, since they possess no clear line of defense. This cryptographic system was dubbed the Mobile Application Security System, or MASS, as I mentioned earlier in a previous podcast. This system was shown to prevent unauthorized modifications of mobile applications by other running applications and other hosts on the wireless networks. It did this by ensuring that the mobile code was both authentic and authorized. Uh, employing encryption based on cryptographic algorithms to secure consumer data is of paramount importance today, especially in the area of e-commerce on the Internet. Uh, Tuba, another researcher in 2006, stresses the importance of strong encryption key management and granular access control to web-based applications. Tuba shows that corporations that store, transmit, and use consumer data must take steps to choose strong cryptographic solutions to protect this data and to employ complementary network security procedures uh, that maximize the overall effectiveness of the encryption product. Strong key management and granular access control are viewed as the complementary network procedures for security. Furthermore, in another study conducted by uh, Kadangalar 2006, it was shown that the use of public key cryptography based on asymmetric key ciphers overcomes the shortcomings of using symmetric key ciphers in isolation by enabling confidentiality, message integrity, and authentication. Kupnikar 2004 uh, further demonstrates the ability to break a crypto system and demonstrates that the authentication problem of the protocol that allowed them to break this seemingly unbreakable data encryption is fixable. Now, limitations in computer platform security and the use of cryptography are demonstrated in a study that was conducted by 
another researcher by the name of Young in 2004. This study showed the experimental results of launching a cryptoviral payload on a Microsoft Windows platform, specifically on the Microsoft Cryptographic API or application protocol interface. The study revealed um, that using eight types of API calls and 72 lines of C code, the payload was able to hybrid encrypt sensitive data and hold it hostage. Researchers in this study uh, were able to develop a countermeasure to the cryptoviral attack, which forces the API caller to show that an authorized party can successfully recover the asymmetrically encrypted data. Now, the importance of the use of uh, strong cryptography and voice communications can't be overstated. Uh, there was a study conducted by Li C, Li S, Zhang, and Chen in 2006, uh, which was a new voice over internet protocol or VOIP technique uh, with a new hierarchical data security protection or HDSP scheme. It was developed using a secret chaotic bit sequence. However, um, there are limitations in this scheme uh, involving chosen, known chosen plaintext attacks in which only one known chosen plaintext attack was sufficient to break the secret, secret key. Additionally, uh, brute force attacks against HDSP indicate the security of HDSP to be weak in this regard. Researchers offer suggestions to strengthen the HDSP, but cautioned against the use of HDSP in security-sensitive applications, especially if the secret key uh, will be reused to encrypt more than one plaintext. Now, one means of strengthening data encryption and authentication in crypto systems on uh, corporate networks uh, is discussed in a study by Hogue et al. in which the, um, the feasibility of generating biometric key encryption is presented. Experimental analysis of this study revealed encouraging prospects for its use in modern crypto systems. Now, there have been recent developments that, that have shown that network security, quality of service, QoS, and secure data communications over public networks and the Internet uh, can benefit from theoretical data hiding technologies. In their study, uh, Lova Shinovsky et al. demonstrated that cryptographic techniques for hiding data on heterogeneous public networks was very cost-effective uh, alternative to other network security measures which do not require significant upfront investment protocol modifications and are totally compatible with uh, existing multimedia compression and communication standards. These data hiding techniques include state-of-the-art uh, watermarking, uh, watermark-assisted multimedia processing, tamper-proofing, and secure communications. And finally, in a study conducted by Schneier 2004, uh, the researchers concluded that the argument that secrecy is good for security is a myth and worthy of rebuttal. Now, they further demonstrated that secrecy is especially not good for security with respect to uh, vulnerability and reliability of information. Uh, they also showed that security that relies totally on secrecy is extremely fragile, and once it is lost, there's no way to regain it. Schneier goes on to say that uh, a case can be made that cryptography 
Um, since it's based on secret keys that are short, easy to transfer, and easy to change, uh, must rely on one of its basic principles that the cryptographic algorithm be made public if it is to remain strong and offer good security. Using the public key system avoids the fallacy and the argument that secrecy works. Those who oppose secrecy uh, ignore the security value of openness. The only reliable means to improve security is thus to embrace public scrutiny. Uh, now that we've analyzed some of the research that has been conducted and reported in the scholarly literature, in our next podcast we'll switch focus and we'll re review some of the non-scholarly literature that has been published on this topic as well. And so this concludes Podcast 3, and so I look forward to uh, rejoining you again in Podcast 4. Uh, this is your host, Data Pioneer, and uh, this is the Road Less Travel Podcast. Have a nice day. Take care. Bye-bye.